Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, everybody. This is A.A. A. Ron I'm going to have on the show tonight one of my favorite Twitter follows, Insanity32, otherwise known as Zeke Signs. When we come back. Welcome back, everybody. I have Zeke Signs here in cyberspace with me. We're going to just cut through and dissect the entire Dolphins roster. Before we get started, though, Zeke, have you ever been on a podcast before? I have not. This is my first one. I appreciate the opportunity. So I can assure you that you cannot get pregnant for me while we are doing a podcast together. I was looking forward to it, so that's a little bit of disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) How do you become a Dolphins fan? So when I was a kid, um, you know, we used to play outside when we were younger. And um, we would basically play games all day, football, basketball, baseball, whatever the case is. And, you know, one day, you know, nobody was out, nobody was playing. And I went inside. I was 14 years old, 1994 in September. And, um, you know, just turned the TV on. It was a Sunday. And um, the game that was on at the time was the Dolphins versus the Patriots. It was Dan Marino versus Drew Bledsoe. And I just sat in front of the TV and I was enamored. I I saw Dan Marino. I just saw 
you know, the command that he had, the way he was playing, the, the way he made it just look effortlessly, you know, when he was playing the game. And I had never really watched sports. I just played it. I didn't actually know how it worked or, you know, what, what football and how, how the game actually was played. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was like, yeah, that was the game. I mean, that was just the way it all came together. I, I, I saw him for the first time. And, I, you know, living in Texas, you don't get a lot of Dolphins game. Fortunately, at mm-hmm. that time, Dolphins were still good. You know, so they, they had a couple more, um, you know, national games on TV. Um, you know, so I was just doing everything to see what I could see with the Dolphins, watching ESPN, going on there and just checking highlights and everything. And uh, just, you know, snowballed from there and just started following them as I got older and older. And, you know, always, always been a fan. Never look back. So let's get right to our favorite team. And one of the kind of developing storylines to me from training camp so far is the wide receiver group. And it seems large and uh, some good bodies there, too. So how how do you see that wide receiver group shaking out? And let's assume, for argument's sake, that the Dolphins are going to keep five wide receivers, knowing that they could keep six, but let's just assume five. You know, you follow a lot of a lot of people on Twitter and, and just, you know, coming out of, of Dolphins camp, and, and um, obviously wide receiver has been – you know, the big positive coming out of the team. Um, a couple more than, than actually most people thought of, but wide receiver, definitely. And, um, you know, some good stories there, you know, obviously with Devontae Parker coming in, um, looking mm-hmm. different, as a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of uh, writers would say. He just looks like he's put on some weight, looks like he's taken it more seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, Stills, you know, always been, you know, consistent there. You know, Wilson, unfortunately, you know, with the injury, but we know what he's capable of once he comes mm-hmm. back. Same with, with Grant. Uh, but obviously the, the surprise is, is Preston Williams, you know, especially with what X said about him the other day about the, mm-hmm. the capabilities and, and what he can become. Um, so, I, you know, I, I, I think those are going to be the five, you know, I, I've always been a Parker believer. Um, I've always believed Parker had just amazing talent and we've seen it from time to time, um, you know, diving catches, you know, snapping balls over, you know, Patriots defenders heads Um you know, the, the the Rams game at the end where he basically dominated the last drive and went in and caught that game-winning touchdown. Um, you know, I've always thought he's had the talent. He's just never been able to put it together for a whole season, whether it's been drive or health or whatever the case is. Um, so, you know, we want to hope that this coaching staff can really bring it out of him and, and, and make sure that, that he's getting, you know, every they're getting everything they can from him, which I think once they do that, they're going to have a special player. Um, you know, Stills, Great, great dude, you know, on and off the field. But, uh, you know, he's always Mr. Consistent. May have a drop here and there. He's, he's famous for one particular drop. <laughs> but, uh, you know, always been there. Uh, Wilson good, just got everybody excited last year, especially in the Bears game, just going in and, and what he was able to do, to just oh, take that was, over that yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you just go in and it's a simple, you know, five-yard route. You know, he turns into a 70-yard touchdown. You know, um, Grant speed kills you know everybody sees um you know Tyree kill and what he's capable of you know hopefully we have a similar version of him and Grant and then again Williams just the, the big body just go up and get a receiver um hopefully he's able to work on his uh his control a little bit better and uh, and once he gets it together hopefully that that five is going to come in and, and really be a, a dominant factor for this team so I have been sanity 32 one of my favorite twitter follows on the show tonight Stop what you're doing and follow this man. Now, I appreciate Zeke because he's a level-headed guy. 
And so this is going to sound more like some Canadians, you know, were like, oh, you know, that's a really good point, man. Oh, I didn't see it that way. You know, I, I respectfully disagree. So you're going to hear a lot of that tonight. So if you're looking for some Skip Bayless type content, you might as well go ahead and turn the channel right now. So let's rewind just a couple of days ago, Zeke, and I'm sitting there in Canton, Ohio, watching Kevin Mawai give his Hall of Fame speech. And he happens to mention our boy, Zach Thomas. And I think 99.9% of most rational humans believe that Zach Thomas should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Is there someone in vain with Kevin Mawai? And he even used the term nemesis. Okay. Does Zach Thomas have another nemesis in the AFC East who could maybe speak a Zach Thomas enshrinement into existence? You know, as far as current players, you know, the obvious is, is Tom Brady. Um, Brady and Belichick, I would say, just for the fact that they were there. You know, mm. they, they played against him. They, they, they saw what he was able to do. Um, you know, they, they, you know, twice a year they were able to come in and have the game plan around him, basically, um, to make sure that he wasn't going to wreck a game. Um, Belichick, you know, in 2008 brought him in for a visit. You know, after he was done with Miami, they brought him in for a visit and actually decided, you know, was taking, thinking about signing him. He eventually signed with the Cowboys. Uh, but, you know, that just goes to the level of what Belichick has for him. And, and he's even come out and said that he's he's just really admires Zach Thomas. You know, he's, he's basically what a football player should be. Um, you know, but, you know, as far as current players, those current, I would say, biggest names in the AFC, so those would be the obvious ones. Um, Leslie Frazier, you know, was a coach with the Colts back in 2006, 2007. I think he went down to 2008. He was on the defensive coaching staff. You know, he's obviously going to be one that I'm sure would come out and say, hey, you know, this, this dude, even at his latter years, were, was still wrecking shop, you know, still getting 150-plus tackles a year, you know, going into his, you know, eighth, ninth year in the league. Um, you know, and, and, and probably the biggest name to come out, other than Moai, and, and give a, uh, a positive review when, and somebody who should, you know, hold weight when, when it comes to Hall of Fame voters is, is Peyton Manning. You know, mm -hmm. even though he's not in, you know, playing anymore, but he's he's come out and said basically, look, that, that was the smartest player I've ever played against, and he's the, he's the only person that's caused that many problems for me in his career. And um, you know, there was a an article that came out and said, look, basically when when Manning was playing in his early years, and Zach Thomas was in his prime, you know, Manning was a totally different player against the Dolphins because mm -hmm. um, you know Thomas came in and he was basically Peyton Manning on the defensive side. Uh, he knew exactly what the offense was going to run. He knew when they were going to run it. He knew the, the checks. He knew the, the audibles. He knew everything. Him, sniff I, I, him sniffing out a screen is just legendary. I mean, that's that's the image that I that first flashes to me when talking about Zach Thomas is him just like blowing right through some offensive linemen and just crushing the running back who has no idea how he got there so fast. Exactly. I mean, the dude was just a monster. He he knew what they were going to run before they ran it, and you know that was at a time where you know, the offense wasn't as heavily favored. Um, so, I mean, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I can't, and just like everybody who's, you know, on Twitter or any other social media site, it, it, there should no, be no reason why Erlacher is a first-time, you know, ballot Hall of Famer, you know, as great as he was, you know, it's disrespectful to Zach Thomas to think that he wasn't in the same vein, if not higher. Um, and there's got to be 
some way to get this guy in, in the Hall of Fame. Um, and for and for me and for me, Zach Thomas being a fifth rounder versus Brian Urlacher being a first rounder, I feel like the fifth rounder getting into the Hall of Fame more represents what the the message that the Pro Football Hall of Fame is trying to send anyway. I mean, here's a gritty guy who overcame had to have been the, the draft pundits that didn't think that he was going to be big enough to to play the game at a high level and. The guy absolutely wrecked it. He's an inspirational figure. Um, so I guess it's more unexpected for a fifth rounder to do it. So it, it seems to me that it would make more sense for Zach to get in before Brian. It's more expected for a first rounder to have a, a productive career. Fifth rounders rarely even find a niche in the NFL. Yeah, and you have to consider, I mean, it, the, the team itself, I'm sure, has something to go into it. Unfortunately, you know, it's a true. lot of a lot it's of media true. members are going to go in, and, and they, they just like in, in, in quarterback conversations, they're going to look at overall wins of the team, and they're going to basically try and put that on one player. Yeah. So the idea true. that Erlacher was on a good team for so long and went to the Super Bowl, you know, I'm sure has has a lot to do with why he got in, as opposed to Thomas, who was on a good team, but you know, Jay Fiedler and mm-hmm. you know the mix of quarterbacks at the time, um, you know, wasn't exactly you know, going to Super Bowls year in and year out. So um, you got to believe that that has something to do with it. Uh, All right. So let's, let's stay on the defensive side of the ball. Let's talk about our stud, Xavier Howard. Do you have any reservations? And I'm just thinking kind of out loud here. I'm not assuming anything about X, but uh, there is some correlation between getting paid and not doing as well when you compare the production against the contract he's now getting. So do you think there's any sort of letdown with X or do you think that's not going to apply to him? No, I don't think it's going to apply to X. You know, from all indications out of camp reports is he's still hungry. He still wants it. Um, I, I really feel like, you know, when, when you, when a lot of the, the, the talk about the best corners in the league comes up, Occasionally, his name still gets left out, mm-hmm. and I think that he sees that, and I think that he really, truly wants to be the greatest, and he's going to work his butt off until he is recognized as the greatest, and then he's going to work even harder. Um, I just, I, I don't think it's going to come off at all. If anything, he's going to come out, he's going to want more, he's going to want to be hungrier, uh, he's going to want to look at, you know, the media and say, look, you know, you said Jalen Ramsey, you said all these guys are better than me, here I am, you know now you need to start mentioning my names among the best. And uh, I think that's what we're going to get this year. I think he's going to come out. He's going to dominate. Um, mix that in with with a defensive-minded coach who, who knows how to use his players, uh, knows how to put them in a, in a situation where they're going to succeed. Um, you know, you look at Stephen, Stephon Gilmore last year, who basically was across the board pretty much thought of as the best corner in the game last year. Um, and now he's got somebody who not only has the ability to cover, but has the ball skills um, to, to go in and take those balls away. So uh, I think that with his hunger, his ability, uh, and the idea that he has now coaches that, that know what they're doing, unfortunately, <laughs> um, you know, I, I think we're going to see a better, a better version of X going forward. And, and it's going to really surprise a lot of people. And I think another thing going in his favor is some of the free agents that I think end up not being worth their contracts for the ones that 
leave their team to go to a new team in free agency. And sometimes uh, defensive and offensive coaching staffs can kind of um, think that they can mold that player into a, a new scheme and the player ends up just being a, a, the right fit in the right type of scheme. And that's where you get the most production out of him. So when you take these players out of a scheme that they're successful in, sometimes you don't see that translate in terms of the contract that they end up getting. So uh, considering that uh, we're going to be using X more in press coverages, I think is only going to enhance what he's already been able to put on tape and, like you said, the ball skills are there. So if he gets close, he's got the catch radius to be able to uh, get deflections and get interceptions. Let's stick with yeah. somebody else in the second. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, you, you mentioned the scheme fit. You know, a perfect example of that would be Nondasimo, uh back coming from the Raiders where he had that all-pro amazing year, and then he took the money to go to the Eagles and was nothing after that. You know, he was basically part of the dream team joke. Um, you know, they completely took him out of his, his, uh, his scheme that he was successful with and, um, you know, the perfect example. So I, I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. Scheme is going to play a big part of that and, and B flow is going to, going to make sure that that doesn't happen. So is Bobby McCain going to be a good free safety? <laughs> Bobby McCain is going to be good at whatever he does. Uh, you know, that, that kid has more fight than I don't know anybody that I've seen in a long time. I mean, he, he truly wants to go out there and just win. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're Tom Brady or, or some lowly dude like, you know, Josh Allen. Um, <laughs> he's going to go in and he's going to want to get that ball and he's going to want to take it away from you and he's going to do everything he can to get better and better. So, um, you know, size is always a concern with him, you know, being on the smaller end. But, uh, you know, he's he's got that fire. He's got that passion. Um, and I, I think, you know, it may take a couple games for him to to really gel and get into that position. He played a little bit of free safety at Memphis, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, you know, gel in with that with that defensive scheme and, and getting used to it. But I think when it's all said and done, yeah, he's he's going to have a successful transition. Um, and, and it's and it's another you know mentioning scheme. It's another deal mm-hmm. uh, of putting players in a position. You know, moving uh, T.J. McDonald out of the free safety spot. And then putting in a guy who didn't even play free safety in the league from cornerback to, to free safety. Mm-hmm. Again, that's that's the coaching staff recognizing what players can do and putting them in a position to succeed. So, yeah, I think he's going to be good. Yeah, And at this point, I implicitly trust this coaching staff to make the the positional determinations. And sometimes we overrate that because these guys are going to probably be playing in different uh different situations, different personnel packages. These guys are going to be asked to do different things. So they might be called the free safety, but they might be lined up in different areas. So they're going to be responsible for a lot of different things, no matter what. So I want you to go down a rabbit hole with me, Zeke. So let's take some kind of something we're hearing from the team, and that's, you know, Brian Flores, what you're going to see out of this team is a smart, disciplined conditioned football team and on the other side you have lots of people thinking we are not going to have that great of a record let's just say it's four and twelve how do you resolve the four and twelve with the idea that we are going to see a smart disciplined conditioned football team what does that hypothetical team what does it look like on the playing field? What will we be watching in 2018? I I can't 
I can't put that together. If we have a smart discipline condition team, I, I, I cannot imagine them winning more, less than four games or four games. Um, you know, if, if, if this coaching staff is getting absolutely everything they can out of this, these guys, um, I can't see it happening. Um, when you combine, you know, the talent that they have on defense, which I think a lot of people are underestimating, um, and then the offense, obviously, yes, it's going to struggle. But um, with the idea that they're going to cut down on penalties and they're going mm-hmm. to, you know, not do stupid things to get the ball, you know, turn the ball over or be in the wrong position on defense like we saw so many mm-hmm. times last year or whatever the case is. Uh, and then top of that with, with home field advantage, if you're the best conditioned team in Miami, mm-hmm. chances are you're going to be the, the team standing in the fourth quarter that still have, you know, has breath in their lungs, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so right there, that's eight games. I can't imagine them losing four of those. Um, so, you know, I, I don't see it happening. The only thing I can think of is, um, you know, it is a young team, you know, one of the youngest teams in the league, um, when you take out Ryan Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. and, um, you know, so there's still going to be some learning curves. There's still going to be some mistakes mm-hmm. that go out there and, and, and some guys that, that maybe, you know, are just out of the wrong space. Um, but I just, you know, if, if we're all those things and we see all those things over the year, I, I can't imagine this team being four and twelve. It just doesn't happen. The only thing I can I, I can think of would be you know turnovers are the ultimate grim reaper in football. So if we're if our if our quarterback group is is to- tossing too many picks, especially you know in precarious situations, then um, I could see that translating that way, or just you know losing several close games because you know the pendulum does swing back. We were pretty good in close games under Gase. You know might see a just the pendulum effect one year, and then hopefully Brian Flores gets through some of, uh, if any, uh, coaching kinks that he might have working through just making decisions in real time because I think that does take some time for a new head coach to develop those nuances. Um, Let's go ahead and talk the quarterback. And you, you saw Ryan Fitzpatrick was the early favorite. Brian Flores said so. Well, now you're seeing Josh Rosen playing better football, and now the gap is closing. And uh, it seems like it could swing either way at this point. Um, So you're a pretty level-headed guy. What have you made out of camp so far in terms of the quarterback position, and how do you see it shaking out? Well, what's what's talking Dolphins when we're not talking quarterbacks? Mm -hmm. Um, Right. So (laughs) – I'm, I'm always, I'm, you know, I, I my intention on Twitter was to join and to talk with some other football fans that, that are diehard Dolphins fans and, uh, you know, be positive and root and go, go, go. And man, was I mistaken. Uh, <laughs> you know, as, as far as the team goes, I'm always, you know, pro Dolphins. I want to see them win no matter what. Um, so if, if Ryan Fitzpatrick is ready week one and, and Rose and the coaches feel like Rosen still has some, some learning to do, Ryan Fitzpatrick is it is. Um, I am not in that tank for two a spot. I am not in the lose as many games as possible. Uh, I want to see the team go out there and prove everybody wrong and win some games. Um, now, with that said, um, you know, practice reports have basically been what Fitzpatrick's career has been for the past Lord knows how long. It's there's going to be some good days. There's going to be some bad days. And fortunately, we've seen that in practice and not in real games. Um, 
you know, the, the, the biggest, to me, that the biggest revelation coming out of camp was when Rosen came out and said he's still learning and he's never had to point out the Mike linebacker. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got a you got a kid who played that well in college and looked as smart as he did, and he's by all accounts a natural thrower. We've seen that um, amazing pocket presence. I mean, the kid can move around the pocket like like he's a pro, um, and he still has spots to learn in the game. I mean, he still has to point out the linebacker and figure out what defense they're running. Um, so I think you know the longer that that Rosen is there in practice and getting coached properly. Um, you know, the more he's he's going to learn, the better he's going to get. And, I, and, you know, we all want to hope that that happens before week one, um, you know, so we can get a full year of, of what Rosen's going to be. And that way we know whether, you know, where we're going in in 2020. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, if it's if it's 12 games, if it's eight games, whatever the case is, you know, it is what it is. If they're winning games, then, you know, that's really all that matters. But, you know, ideally, yeah, we, we want to make sure that we know who we're getting at quarterback uh, because in 20, you know, that's when the fun starts. That's when all the money is going to be there. That's when those, you know, those 12 plus, you know, draft picks are going to be there. That's that's when we can really start to build this this dra- this team, get that depth that's solely that's that's really needed, um, and then you know start to build a winning roster. Um, you know, so we, I I really hope Rosen works out. Um, I really believe his coaching staff uh, brought him over because they they want to run a New England style system, and they see a New England style quarterback in Josh Rosen. And, um, you know, they're going to put him through the ringer and they're going to make sure that he knows every single nuance of this offense. And he's going to be able to run it like no other. And then once it's all, you know, going the way it needs to be going, it's going to be a well, well oiled machine and they're going to be off to the races. So, uh, let's just, let's just hope for that. But, you know, again, best man in right now, best man in best man win. That's really all it is. So, so I was really hoping Coach Caldwell, you know, I hope he gets healthy and back on his feet and, and ready for Dolphins football. It would have been nice to have him in the quarterback room this year just with all the possible transitioning and tutelage that's necessary in that group. But having Ryan Fitzpatrick, a consummate professional, uh, is only going to help Josh Rosen uh, develop. So I have one last question for you, Zeke. And again, I'm joined by Zeke Signs. At Finsanity32, P H I N S A N I T Y 32. Give him a follow. What's something that we as the fans are overrating right now? And what's something that we're not paying enough attention to? So, overrating, I think, would be the depth chart. Um, you know, you hear it come from Coach Flores that depth chart basically means nothing right now. Um, you're seeing, you know, players in practice where, you know, Raekwon McMillan's not lining up with the ones or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case is. And, and Dolphins Twitter is going nuts. You know, they, they just picked up the linebacker. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but they just signed the linebacker that Jacksonville let go. Uh, and you had questions, well, what does that say about our linebacker crew? It just means they need depth. You know, it, it just mm-hmm. means they need more bodies. I mean, this this New England style defense is going to rush a lot, the passer a lot with some outside linebackers. And, um, you know, they need bodies in there to be able to make sure they got uh, enough people on hand. Um, they're going to they're going to tire out their off that that offense by swapping out defense players all the time. Make sure the defense is fresh. Um, so, you know, 
I think depth chart is going to be another thing. And another big issue I have is, is you know, people already starting to doubt Mike Kosecki and Charles Harris. You know, these are these are young kids that came out with all the potential in the world. Um, obviously, they didn't have the best coaching. You know, the first two years of Paris and, and, and last year with Kosecki, uh, you're, you're putting a, a guy, you know, as an inline blocker who came out of college, well known for his playmaking abilities and well known as not a blocker. Um, you know, and, and you're just lining him up in line more than any other tight end in the league. I mean, well, not the smartest thing to do by a coach. Um, so I think we're overlooking depth charts and practice you know, reports of who's getting the most play and who's not and who's in and who's not. I, I think we're trying to trying to get more out of that than really what's there. Um, as far as what we're not paying enough attention to is uh, I think it's, it's really the, for me, it's the excitement that I have that we finally have after almost two decades of, of terrible coaching, a coaching staff that might actually know what they're doing and mm-hmm. across the board. And, you know, there's continuity there. You know, Brian Flores came in from New England after working with, with Belichick for so long, did a masterful job with their defense last year, um, came over the Dolphins, has plenty of talent on the defensive side to work with. But he brought over guys that he knew already. He brought over O'Shea. He brought over um, uh, Graham. You know, he brought over Guglielmo. So um, he brought over guys that he's worked with before. He brought guys that he knows, brought guys that he's familiar with. So there's already that built-in level of continuity there where, you know, he trusts, you know, O'Shea to go in and, and he knows that O'Shea's got the offense down. You know, he doesn't have to worry about the offense. You do what you do. I'm going to worry about the defense. I'm going to worry about the team in, in particular. Uh, Graham coming over, coached with them at New England. Um, you know, so I think there's that continuity there where they're bringing – he's he brought with them coaches that he's worked with before, respected coaches around the league that, that you know, for the most part were good in their roles um, as opposed to just bringing over dudes that he was related to or he liked or whatever the case is. Um you know, so I, I think that's the thing that we're really not paying enough attention to is guys, coaches that are in there, like we talked about earlier, that will put the players in the best, best position to win, to succeed, make sure they're not getting out coached, make sure the team is in the proper setting, the proper formation, you know, whatever the case is, um, and, you know, making sure that this team is being built correctly uh, and not just bringing in guys that you know, have big names to make the fans go, ooh, ah, and then when they get on the field, it's like, what the hell happened? You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know so I think that's that's the big plus. That's the thing that we're looking at is uh, scheme and a lot of team success, a lot, of, a lot of successful teams, excuse me, over the years, schemes and continuity has been uh, the constant. Um, you know, like Pittsburgh, New England, Green Bay, guys, teams who have had coaches there for forever to work with their quarterbacks forever and work with their players for a long time and bring in team, you know, guys that, that fit their schemes and fit their team. Um, you know, it just seems like over the past 10 years, we've just hodgepodge of different players that just came in and it's just like, okay, well, you were good over there. You don't really do what, you know, you did over there, over here, but we think you're going to fit anyway. So um, I think that's the thing that everybody really needs to look at is, is the schemes, the coaching, making sure that these guys are, are really getting these players where they need to be. 
Zeke, go ahead and drop the mic because that is the end of this episode of Finsider Daily. How was your first podcast, buddy? What do you think? It's fun. You know, I, I I probably rushed a little bit through it, but uh, you know, I, I I listen to the podcast all the time, and I'm sitting there like, man, I could do that. <laughs> and I, I'm like, and I'm gonna come out. I'm, I'm gonna sit there and try it on my own. And be like, yeah, I don't want to do this. Um, so it was good. It was it was good to actually get on and talk with you, talk some Dolphins football. Uh, you know, go in and, and just you know get my word out there as opposed to typing yeah. it in Twitter and then having a bunch of people yeah. tell I'm an idiot. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's fun. So appreciate well, it. Yeah. Well, people still might call us an idiot, but that's okay because we're level-headed guys. We don't let it get to us. That is. The end of this episode of Finsider Daily. We'll see you tomorrow. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins. Cause we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Everybody, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical.